before the fun kicks in. All right, that's what I like to hear. Okay, rolling one over fifty. Okay, we are rolling. We are rolling. All right, I'll give you a countdown from three. Ready? Three, two. Welcome back to the Unfair Advantage Show. Oh, Stop you one more time. The one thing I've noticed in editing all of your stuff, you do the same exact move every single time before you start an episode. Oh yeah, what's that? You look I'm off pulling. to your left. No, oh, yeah? you look off to your, like you go like this and then you go back. Okay, I so won't do that anymore. I just, I was thank like, you. I didn't notice it. that. Yeah. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. I am. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, did. See, I, did. I did. I did that again. Didn't it's okay. okay. That's funny. It's, I never it's noticed It's more of like before. a. I notice it's a. It's just a. If you do it, it's totally fine. I just want to. It's just it like when I play golf, I usually have that little, just a little press forward. I do yeah. that press forward on my swing, <laughs> just to get my rhythm. Okay. Yeah. If you do it, it's okay. Fun. No, no, no. I, okay, now I can learn. Oh, hold on. New tricks. Here we go. Ready? Ready. Three, two. I am so excited to come back with this episode of The Unfair Advantage Show. This is show number 11. And you have been so patient going through the first 10 shows because this is really what you've been waiting for. Today we're going to focus on the first of the six keys to truly hearing the voice of Holy Spirit. Everything else we've done so far on The Unfair Advantage Show is getting you ready for what I'm going to teach you in the next several shows. And that is actually the first steps. And now we're starting to actually go after and hear his voice for us. We've had to deprogram ourselves, get rid of all the ways in which we're misled. And we've got, we had to understand the roadblocks that we would face. And then we had to understand it's more than prayer and, and more than so many things. You can go back to the previous shows to get ready for what this show is going to start releasing. So as we go through teaching you how to unleash your unfair advantage in business, this and the next several shows will teach you the six keys. Today is the first key. Remember, all I'm doing, the Lord said, I want you to teach my people their unfair advantage the way that I taught you. So this is how he taught me. And so I need simple, how-to, pragmatic things. You're going to hear some very, very pragmatic things. Not esoteric, rambling, you know, theological statements. This is very practical things. And what I did coming out of not hearing his voice to hearing his voice. So, the first of the six keys we're going to discuss, we're going to, I'm going to teach you, is how he taught me, key number one, how to practice. That's what today is, how to practice. All right? What do you mean practice? Well, Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. Many of us know this verse. Acts 1.8. But you will receive power and ability when Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive. So I want you to say right now to yourself, I, I have received the power of Holy Spirit. If you're a born-again believer, you have that power latent within you. And the first way to really start listening to the voice of Holy Spirit is to practice. Now I'm going to teach you three ways you can practice. There's a variety of different ways, but these are the three ways that I use. I still use them today. Literally this morning as I was preparing for the shows we're recording today. I was practicing. I literally was practicing. You will never stop practicing hearing the voice of God. I'm going to come back to that at the end and reinforce that. So how do you practice? Well, when you look at what practice means, it's just to do something again and again and again to become better at it. That's the definition of practice. Just do it again and again 
And again, to do it consistently to be, make sure it becomes, now get this, a part of your life. This show, this lesson, I want you this to become a part of your life, to always practice hearing the voice of Holy Spirit. No matter how many years you've been led by the Spirit, you need to keep practicing. Here's how I do. Here's what I do. Here's what I learned. Number one, I've got to remind myself when it comes to practicing is I've got to keep practicing to identify the witness. That's what, he, that's what the Holy Spirit taught me. Just identify me. Identify the witness. Romans 8, Romans 8, 16 reads this. The Spirit Himself, Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Keep seeking to identify, okay, is that really you? Or is that a different voice? Now, for you, the way He speaks to you may be different than He speaks to me. Typically, when I identify the witness, when I'm practicing, it usually comes through the Word or through just an, a little interunction, a little, you know, I just get a sense. And we're going to use that word forever. You're going to keep hearing me come back to, what do you sense? What do you sense? What do you sense, Holy Spirit, speaking to you? Because that drops, remember we talked about head-led and idea-led and money-led, that drops the decision-making in business from up here and all the natural to the supernatural. What do you sense? So as you identify that witness, I typically do it through the Word and just that little, mm, it may be for you. It could be dreams. It could be a prophetic word someone speaks over you. It could be uh, a friend comes up and just gives you a word of exhortation or encouragement. There's any number of ways Holy Spirit can help you make sure you're identifying. That came, that didn't come from that guy. That didn't come from her. That really came from God. Uh, let me rephrase this. Let me rephrase this in a different way. You know, as a teacher, sometimes we have some, like to come up with some kind of profound ways to describe this. When it comes to practicing, the very first thing I'm exhorting you to do as you practice is simply this. Make this practice an intentional spiritual focus. Intentionally focus on the Spirit. Purpose in your heart to listen for His voice. We're going to come about in later shows how not to be so distracted over that. But make it an intentional, spiritual focus. That's the first key step, if you will, in practicing. You've got to be intentional. You don't go out to a golf course and learn how to hit a golf ball. As you're thinking about, when am I going to barbecue tonight? I need to take the kids to the dentist. You've got to make an intentional focus if you're going to learn how to be a better golfer. And I need to get out and... I need to be a better golfer. I need some more intentional focus. I may go do that later today. Hallelujah. Here we go. The first, the first step that I learned in being able to discern the voice of God is through practice making it intentional. Secondly is this. As you make it intentional, here's a huge, huge... Don't miss this. As you learn to discern the voice of God and as you're practicing... Here's my second suggestion. Start small. Start small. Don't go into this thinking, Lord, what's my destiny? Where am I supposed to? No, 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 no. Start small. Even Jesus said in Matthew 6, 7, give us this day our daily bread. He said he started small in what we call the, the prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. I'm going to suggest to you, as you practice, 
to start small. Let me give you the classic example in a couple of testimonies. Even in the book, I write about uh, how I started small. One of it was just asking the Lord, okay, Lord, I'm driving on a very busy interstate, and I need to go recycle some coffee, as I like to say. Should I take this exit or the next exit off the interstate? Because I wasn't sure. I needed, I needed to go to the bathroom, okay? When I got to the first exit, nah, didn't say. The second exit, yeah, I'm supposed to get off here. I was just practicing. I was just learning. And guess what? That was a perfect exit for me. And you can read the book and see what the specifics are. Let me make it more practical to you. Boy, that's real life, Jim. Yeah, this is real life. Even where to go to the bathroom. But let me give you even a better example. When I speak at churches, when I speak at private business events, I like to suggest to people as they start small to do something as simple. The next time you go to your favorite restaurant or any restaurant, instead of automatically picking this meal, stop and ask Holy Spirit, what should I order? Just look at the menu. Scan the menu and ask Holy Spirit, what should I order? Is there something here that I would like I don't even know that I would like? You know it, I don't. Sometimes Holy Spirit will say, don't order that because that fish is bad, that meat is spoiled. He, may, he knows whether it's a good piece of meat, a good piece of chicken, a good piece of steak or not. He may direct you to something else. Here's an example. I did this at my own home church. I was asked to um, just come up and teach on, on being led. And I shared this example. Next time you go to the restaurant, just look at the menu and ask the Lord, what should I order? A lady in our church, spirit-led lady, who has quite a lot of indigestion challenges. There's only a few things that she can actually eat. After that message, she went to the restaurant with her husband and said, you know, I'm getting led to try this menu item. I've never eaten that before. She had a little bit of anxiety. If I had ordered that, could there be a reaction? She has some serious reactions to some types of foods. But she practiced on a, on a menu. She found something on it, ordered it, ate it, and had zero issues. Now, her menu options have grown because she just started small and practice. You know, that grew her confidence, too, in hearing the voice of Holy Spirit. So I'm encouraging you, just start small. Let me give you a real-life business example on starting small. A few years ago, I was with some executives that lead an international tax and accounting firm out of Southern California. I was there helping them determine how to best create a leadership development program for their international managers, many of them unsaved. And so we were having just the three of us a session, and we were discussing things, and I was advising, as I typically do with a lot of private businesses. They were going to have that afternoon, and they asked me to lead a global Zoom meeting for their managers on leadership issues from Japan, Hawaii, Southern California, and other locations. And we practiced listening to the voice of Holy Spirit, and here's what I challenge them to do. I challenge you to do the same thing, manager, leader, today. I said, okay, gentlemen, well, you have six or seven key managers, key leaders, one at a time. I want us to take 30 seconds and just practice asking God, do you have something you want me to say to this manager? And you get the scenario. We're just taking our time. We're practicing. Do you, starting small, here's the name of your manager. 30 seconds, ask the Lord, do you have something you want to say that we need to say to that manager? 
It was absolutely incredible for these two men who are led by Holy Spirit. In most cases, they said exactly the same thing, a word of exhortation, a word of encouragement, an idea, a confirmation. Sometimes they had two different things, but it all aligned the entire meeting that afternoon. I was supposed to lead, I didn't lead. They led it in what they were doing. They were literally prophesying and encouraging and exhorting their men and women with what God had told them about those men and women in that 30 seconds of prayer. Start small. Just start small. So, when you practice, it's an intentional focus, and you start small. There's one more suggestion I have for you on how to practice well as you begin, as you begin hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. So what he taught me, and the third suggestion I have now is, as it's an intentional focus, and you're starting small, this is where you start fine-tuning, fine-tuned. In old days, back when I was a kid, we used to have AM radio and FM radio, two bands. And you'd be in your car, and you'd press AM or FM, and then you'd have a dial, and you would go from one end of the spectrum to the other, and the closer you got to the right station, the more clear, the more precise it is. If you're trying to hear God on AM, and He's speaking to you on FM, you need to change from your end the dial. You need to fine-tune. He's speaking to you in one way. You haven't caught it yet. You need to shift. And, and tune in to fine-tune. 1 Samuel 3, 4 and 5 is the story of, of where Samuel, the Lord called to Samuel and said, Here I am, but he ran to Eli, his human leader. He said, Did you call me? And Samuel said, No. Eli said, No. God called you, Samuel. You go back and listen to him. Even in the Old Testament, God was teaching young prophets how to tune in. So as you do that, as you learn to tune in and say, wait a minute, I'm not quite getting that. Let me try something else. Let me start small. Let me try another way to tune in. What the Lord will do through your practice, very slow, very intentional, take your time, start small. Don't jump too far ahead, too quick. As you practice, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Holy Spirit will just pat you on the back and say, why don't you come over here? There's a verse. There's, this is what happens to me, in fact. I'll just give you a quick example. I'll just interrupt my own self and give you an example. Most every day I come in to my studio, here in my studio, and I sit down and I open the Word and I just say, Holy Spirit, what you got for me today? Just practice. What have you got for me today? I don't come in with a prescription. I don't come in with a to-do list. I don't come in. There's a lot of things I'd like to know the answers to. But he knows what he wants to tell me for that day. So as I practice, I just sit down with a Bible and with a journal. And what, you know, I just say, hey, what you got for me today? That's not cavalier. That's the way I communicate. It's communication. It's communion. Sometimes it's a verse in the Bible. Sometimes it's a chapter in the Bible. Sometimes he says, go back and look at all the prophetic words I've given you over the time. Hey, pull out your business plan. Let's take a look at it. Sometimes let's just pray. Sometimes it's... Let's just hang out. Almost every day is different, but I'm practicing every day, tuning in to what he has for me. Starting small. What do, you, what do you want to talk about today? I want to be on his agenda, not my agenda. So in this simple lesson, this is a simple how-to lesson. I'm just encouraging you today, as you practice, keep practicing an intentional focus, an intentional focus, start small, start small, and keep fine-tuning. Now I want to give you a real practical example from a good friend of mine. 
and he's sitting in this room, J.D. Cobb. In fact, I encourage you to go check out J.D. Cobb Productions. He is the mastermind of making this old boy look good, all right? Quick story. Several years ago, J.D. and I, I was honored to become his friend and to become his mentor, business and spiritual. And he had a big decision to make. He was in the midst of a really huge decision. He is such a fine golfer. He could very easily have taken a step toward becoming a professional golfer. He was saying, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether to go on the professional golf tour, because he's a great golfer, or should I open up a, a videography business, because that's what his college training was in, and he loves it. He's gifted at it. He was at that crossroads of trying to make that decision. Now, I'm blessed he's, he decided videography. I'm really blessed because I wouldn't be doing this without J.D. But he came to a point to where, and I just encouraged him, and men and men around him were encouraging him and praying over him that just practice, just tune in, just keep going deep, just keep going deep, just keep going, going deep, don't rush it, start small and start tuning in. And the Lord did speak to him. It took a few months. But I know that he knows, and he knows, that he made the right decision as he was just practicing, listening to the voice. So this is, that's it. Practice. And when he goes out and teaches me how to grip that golf club and how to swing and how not to hit that, that make that fade into a slice, I've got to go back and keep practicing and keep practicing and keep practicing and keep practicing. Professional golfers never stop practicing. Professional baseball players never stop practicing. Everybody has to keep practicing and practicing and practicing. And then when the game is on and when the pressure's on, you got it. You got it. Because you've been there. You've practiced through it. That's how important this is, just to simply practice. Friends, that's the first of the six keys of how to be led by Holy Spirit. Now you're ready to start your practice. And here's what I want you to do. Listen carefully. This is my exhortation for you. Here's what I want you to do. As you practice, I want you to personally reach out to me. Email me at hello at drjimharris.com. Hello at drjimharris.com. I want you to email me your victories. I want, to e I want you to email me your challenges. I want you to email me your questions on how to practice better and some of the issues you might be having practicing. I will get back to you. Our team will get back to you. And in fact, your question or your testimony may be so grand, I'd want to share that on future shows. So reach out to me, hello at drjimharris.com, and share with me how you're practicing what you're learning through it. I hope this has been an encouragement for you. Even if you've been spirit-led for 50 years, keep practicing. Keep practicing. Now, in the next show... We're going to teach you the second key in terms of the six of how to be led by Holy Spirit, and that is check. Check. Come back on the next show, and you'll see what the next step in terms of learning how to be led by Holy Spirit. It's great having you to hear. I hope this has been encouragement to you. It's been an encouragement to me to remind myself to keep practicing. We'll see you on the next show. We'll see you on the next show. Thanks for joining me today.